The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer of the Giant Insider, Chris Bizignano. Chris, before we get started, I want to give a shout-out and a thank you to the Media Captain, a web development and digital marketing firm for sponsoring our podcast. If your business needs a new website or wants to generate more leads on Google or social media, visit themediacaptain.com. You'll deal directly with Jason Parks, the owner of the Media Captain, who is a diehard Giants fan. Jason grew up in Columbus, Ohio, and is also a big Ohio State fan. So not only can you talk to the media captain about growing your business with a great website or lead generation campaign, you can talk to Jason about the upcoming draft and his thoughts on whether or not the Giants should draft Dwayne Haskins. Visit www.themediacaptain.com for a free consult and just mention anything Giants-related, and he'll, he'll know you came from our podcast, the Giant Insider Podcast. And I'm, I'm trying not to laugh because I'm reading that. I know we were going to start off talking about John Mara. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Chris. Yeah, but Put together a mock draft this weekend, as you know. and um, uh, <laughs> I guess you got Haskins then. <laughs> I did not. No. What? Well, what? No. I. You changed your mind? You know, man. I was going to start calling you Mr. Haskins the way you was. You, you were like pretty, pretty solid. You, you were pretty definite about this. What happened? <sighs> man, I put this together and I tried to do it. <laughs> as professional as possible. And I tried to think of like course. the other teams yeah. would think, right? Right. And I didn't do any trades, you know, because then it gets kind of hokey. I did some trades yeah. later on. Giants yeah. have 12 picks. After round three or four, you are spitballing, right? However, I will add that last year we got right uh, Barkley, which was easy, Hernandez mm-hmm. in round two, and Kyle Oletta pulled that one out of my butt. Right. Uh, so I feel kind of confident, like, hey, maybe I know what I'm doing, right? So I'm not going to give the whole thing because you have to order the Giant Insider to do that. That's a, this is a tease. But I will give you the top 10 and my thinking with each one real briefly, right? Number one was easy. You and I both believe that the Cardinals are in on Kyler Murray. There right. is no smokescreen. They're going to draft Murray. And then that <coughs> rose right. up for grabs. Two, I thought the 49ers aren't going to overthink it. There's talk of Quinn and Williams, who's very good. But I just think they're going to go with Nick Bosa. That's just me, though. Right, right, right. You and a lot of other people. Okay. Right. Number three. Because they're running a 3-4, I, t- I, I have the Jets taking Josh Allen if they don't trade out. They might okay. trade out. No, it's not far-fetched. Yeah. Right, and I think they're going to be teased by the, how, you know, the, the highest upside of the defenders really is Josh Allen. How good can he be? Can he be Khalil Mack? Can he be ridiculous, right? So I just think they're going to take a shot and go with him. The Raiders, who are the wild card in all this, and I said that, and it wouldn't surprise me if Gruden drafted four quarterbacks and said, okay, everybody compete for it. But I do think they're going to be smart and draft Quinn and Williams. Mm-hmm. 
Then the Bucks. It was between Devin White and Montez Sweet, and I, I have them taking Sweet and as a kind of a bookend for, for JPP. And then the Giants come up, and I think I got scared. Of you went Haskins. I did not. <laughs> I got scared of how good the defensive players are. And well, I, so I brainwashed you a little bit. I think you you influenced me. I don't like the brainwash means you turn. <laughs> if you brainwashed me, I'd be a Red Sox fan. This was influence. Well, I'll be a small move. Well, go ahead. I went with Devin White. You went with Devin White. All I, right. I did. And then well, I have. Yeah, go ahead. Who am I missing? One of the big kids. Oh, Colleen Farrell. Okay. Okay. Go yes. Ahead. So then I have maybe the Jaguars taking Taylor. Um, Lions taking Rashawn mm-hmm. Gary. Mm-hmm. The Bills giving uh, Josh Allen a toy and taking Metcalf. And then I have the Broncos. You know, they were all in on Drew Locke. I have them grabbing Haskins. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just think if he's there, they're going to grab him. I, and, and then at mm-hmm. 17, real quick, 17, I had the Giants taking Cody Ford, an offensive tackle from Oklahoma. And the reason I went with Ford is because he is uh, kind of interchangeable between guard and tackle, and the Giants love that. He's, he finished out playing tackle, but he could also play guard. He'll be the, he would be the right tackle. But I found that when I was doing this, I was drafting for the team today, and I said, best, defensive, best player on the board on defense, and then get your bookend uh, for Solder, solidify that right side. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe that I so didn't, didn't do it. I didn't so no quarterback this. for you. They're I not going quarterback. I didn't do it. <laughs> I, and I'm stunned. I sat there staring at it, and I called you right away. I'm like, Chris, I can't believe what I just did. You're like, what? I drafted Devin White at six, and you just start laughing like you're a buffoon. And um, no, 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 not that I don't agree with it. Just I love the way you changed it after going with Haskins for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, months. I'm like, oh, that's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't yeah. even trade up for him. He was sitting there for me, and I right. still went defense. Right, right, right. Hey, listen, that's the fun part of this draft, man. And who knows, right? Who knows what's going to happen on the 25th in draft night? It could be two teams trying to move in that top six. For Haskins, right? Yeah. So and, that's and, what's fun about and it. And now you're hearing like, well, it, it, I think Kim Jones was on with Gar- uh, Garofolo today. Mm-hmm. And she said, or one of them said that, I think it was Kim Jones said, it, it's, the Giants will go defense at six and they may go quarterback at 17. Which I okay. think is kind of hokey because I don't think that, I don't think the next plan for the, the, the transition for Eli Manning is going to be taken at 17. If they do, they're going to either take someone at six or trade up to get the guy they want. I don't think it's going to happen that way, but um, I just thought it was interesting. And it's a different take on everything. I, I don't think they'll go. I don't think Daniel Jones is the guy at 17 or, or a sec, what, what, what is considered a second rate type of quarterback coming out. So. Eh. I mean, I mean, I hope not. I mean, he's not a number one pick in my eyes. I don't care what, you know, uh, I guess maybe that's if Locke, doesn't go to the Broncos and he drops to 17, which we've seen. You don't know what's going to happen in these yeah, drafts. Dude. Do you remember when? Do you remember when Aaron Rodgers dropped the 24th or whatever it was? Yeah, you and no, you don't know what's going to. How this is going to play out? I mean, You're Denzel Ward went four overall last year, and Baker. Like I remember, what did the mock yet last year? It was oh, Darnold's going one, <clears throat> and then I was down in Dallas that day, and 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 you know, I called you and we're talking to each other like. I can't believe the Browns are supposedly the Browns are going Mayfield, which mm-hmm. blew up, which blew up my entire mock draft right. Uh, right. because then everything kind of changed well, yeah uh, jerry don't you remember last year that donald i think there's his parents were with the uh, browns yeah. dorsey in the stands and everybody's like oh they're going donald remember yeah they're definitely and then like a day before i think the draft all of a sudden you heard coming out that they're gonna go mayfield so that's why you don't know buddy you, 
you don't know. You try your best with the mock, and that's why it's called mock. <laughs> and the only other you guy know? I got right was um, Quentin Nelson to the Colts. That was it. Everything else, right. 32 picks, got them all wrong. It's just, it's, it was hilarious. Because right. right. once Baker Mayfield went one, then kind of everything was like, oh, it's all crap now. Yep. And then yep. Denzel, Denzel Ward went four. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. This is over. Yep. So nobody thought a corner was going to go that high. Remember? Yeah, especially not. Yeah, especially not Ward. I, I didn't know he was, right. you know. It, and he turned out to be, you know. Excellent. Uh, an excellent, excellent corner for the Browns. I mean, his first year was excellent anyway, you know. So so that's why you don't know, bud. You don't know what these teams are going to do, man. Yeah, and Gruden, like you said, who knows what Gruden's going to do over there? You don't know. I mean, I think he's going to go defense, but you don't know. Do you? Can you really predict what Gruden's going to do? He just signed Vontez Burfitt. Well, well, Chris, Chris, yes, I know. I'm well aware. <laughs> and I'm you laughing know? because the, the, the Raiders are, are going to be the subject of something later on today. And I – Cannot believe they signed Vontez Perfect. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, so they, they've signed Antonio Brown. Uh, they traded for Antonio Brown and they signed Vontez Perfect, you know, and they just signed Curtis Riley. It's so stunning. It's, stunning. you know, Mike Mayock is, you know, uh, he's doing some strange stuff, you know? So yeah, the Raiders, you know, least. yeah, I mean, the Raiders love, you know, that renegade type you know, team and uh, that image and all that, and they're sticking to it, you know? So, the only problem is, you know, Ken Stable and, you know, George Atkinson, the guys like that aren't playing on the team anymore. I, I don't quite get what they're doing, but whatever, Jerry. Yeah, and now they say that um, they're all in on Derek Carr, but who the hell knows, man? I don't believe anything they say, Jerry. No, not at all. I mean, if if anybody's learned anything from the last few weeks is that you can't believe anything these guys say. I mean, if Gettleman has taught us anything, right? Is that you can't believe anything these guys said? They're going to say one thing and do, and maybe do another. And then maybe the Cardinals draft Bosa, right? <laughs> I think they're all in on Murray, but imagine that, like they, they take Bosa. Uh, yeah, to, oh, I mean, go. imagine that. I mean, I don't see that happening now. I think they're definitely going to go Murray, but who knows, right? Yeah, yeah. It's you know so. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I did the mock, and I couldn't bring myself to take a quarterback. I took Devin White, which is what a lot of people want, and I guess I'm all in on Eli Manning, buddy. <laughs> Well, you you all in on Eli for 2019. Yep. Yeah, that's it. And then we'll see what 2020 brings us. And and guess what? You might Gettleman might be with you, bud. So speaking of all in on, <coughs> on 2019, uh, Mara John Mara made some news over the over the weekend with with two things. The first one made comments about Odell, which I didn't think much of. It, you know, he basically said he didn't want to. You know, he was reluctant to trade him. Then, and I thought it was funny that he said his grandson, one of his grandkids won't talk to him right now. He's still crying. His favorite player was traded. Mm-hmm. And he said how hard it was to trade or to get rid of uh, Landon Collins and not re-sign him. And mm-hmm. I didn't think much of it. But a buddy of mine, Matt, called me and, and said, you know, what, 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 what's he doing? And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, why can't he just be more assertive that the move was made. And I thought, wow, that's interesting, right? I didn't think it think of it that way. Then I started getting more text. And for those of you out there, this is the original, like this is where Chris came up the word buffoon crew because me and my buddies are on a text message group where Chris gets added to it. And then within about a minute, Chris said, all you see on it because uh, we have iPhones, you'll see Chris Bizignano has left the conversation. So Chris usually leaves within about a minute and a half. He's like, yeah, I've, I've had enough, guys. Thanks. So... <laughs> And they all go up. Oh, Chris, Chris lasted a minute and a half. We're, we're surprised he lasted that long. So I didn't think much of it. And then he said that. I thought, well, maybe he should be a little more assertive. But then I kind of, you said it, and I said it to him last night, this is kind of like Wellington Mara with, with Phil Sims in 93, where he let George Young do it. 
And, and this is real, yeah. quick, real quick. This is why I'm happy that, that Gettleman's there because he has to, he gets to make these hard decisions. And I think Mara's just kind of being honest. Like he, he really, yeah. I mean, he Odell, cares about his plays, Jerry. He loves his plays. And Odell was good for business. Like Odell sold jerseys, right? Jerry, listen, who, who brought this to your attention? Matt? Yeah, my buddy Matt. Is he a Jet fan? No, oh, come on, dude. No, he's a diehard, diehard can't accept losses giant fan like oh i'm sorry i thought it was a guy who no, you no, work with there. no that's no, a no this is a okay like, that when they lose okay all right, right for a week. all right listen mara cares about his players okay odell's a unique situation he's a guy he he is a kid jerry that you really like as a person right mara liked him yeah. there was no hatred towards odell yeah in the organization he's not vontez perfect well, a lot of people are like get this guy out of here you know it's a it's a different type of situation, Odell, where you like the kid. I mean, Jerry, how many times did I say don't you? I like the kid. I like them too. But they, you know, they just felt they had to move on. They just couldn't deal with the stuff anymore from Odell. Yeah. But I, he's the type of guy, if you ask Mara, hey, how do you feel, John, about you know the Odell trade? He's gonna see it. Yeah, I was kind of reluctant about it. Because he liked the kid. And he's he's a dynamic football player. It was a tough decision. Yeah, I, Gettleman I, I, felt no, I think people, and I've seen it on Twitter today. I think people wanted the answer to be, "Good kid, we're, we're we moved on," and that's kind of the the belt. Well, he did, Jerry, but he's being honest by saying, "Yeah, I was a reluctant. I was reluctant about it because a, he's a dynamic football player, a difference maker, and b, he's a good kid. They liked him. Yeah, but there was other stuff that Gettleman brought them out and says we got to listen. Even even Pat doesn't want to deal with this anymore." And, you know, Sharma, excuse me, Sharma, you know, and Mara goes, okay, you know, he's leaving the operations in Gettleman's hands to, re to retool. I'm sure he wasn't happy about it. Jerry? Yeah, yeah. He loves these guys like his dad. Yeah. When Sims got cut in 93, his dad cried. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, it was a decision the organization felt they had to make. And the same thing with Odell. The kid was liked. Trust me, this kid was liked. Yeah, coaches roll their eyes, and people sometimes people roll their eyes because Odell was Odell at times. But he wasn't. You're not talking about a bad guy here, Jerry. Yeah, that's why Maris said that. So it didn't surprise me at all that Maris said that. The comparison was made on Twitter about LT. What do you have to say about that? It's a, well. What do you mean? Well, what comparison? No, that that um, you know, that in the '80s. Uh, Thank God there wasn't social media. LT would yeah, be yeah, that's true. But don't act like LT wasn't flashing. Yeah. Okay. Lt was on TV all the time, hitting nightclubs. You saw him on Channel Seven News. I mean, I was in, I was in his old bar when he opened up there. He was there every night. Yeah. He was like a rock star walking. Yeah, you know, he wasn't on Twitter. But don't come. You know, I, I, are you kidding me right Th now? LT, thank God. <laughs> yeah, Lt was a rock star. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, Odell. You know what I mean? Yeah, you hear Odell. He did the interview. You see him out. He's in Paris. You don't. I'm telling you, folks. Don't even compare Odell and LT. And by, and by the way, you asked who Matt was. He was the guy at the end of the table at dinner, buddy. We all dinner together. I'm sorry, but yeah, I actually forgot. <laughs> For some reason, I thought Matt was the Jet fan that no, always that's, yeah, that's, that's always gets upset when I get on the Jets. He's yeah. A, yeah, and he listens every day. He, he says, "Why does Chris hate me so much?" So about the Jets. Well, I don't hate. I don't hate him. I don't hate the Jets. You know, just well, you know, well, it's, well, it's a tough one with the Jets, but. But um, the other piece of news that Mara made was that he was the only one out of eight who voted against what I think is a buffoonish rule right. or proposal where rather than kick an onside kick, you have a chance to make a fourth and 15. Buddy, 
I cannot, like, like, we get called Gettleman Mouthpieces Mara Apologists. Okay, if that's the case, if you're going to call me that after this, fine. I completely agree with him when he says, what are we, the Arena League? I think that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why does the NFL have to constantly, constantly change rules or mess with them? Um, because they saw something in this AAF and they said, whoa, this could really, this could be intriguing, you know? Oh, but the, the, in the league where they hit? Oh, okay. Well, how about that? I mean, uh, I, I don't know, Jerry. I, 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 listen, it's this, this rule change is catching, you know, it's catching some wind. Oh, Mara's the only one who said, what is this, the arena league? You oh, know, he, he made fun of it, but the other owners like it. A lot of stuff has to be ironed out with it. I mean, I hope they don't do it. I, I just don't get, does that mean onside kick is eliminated? Like, can you open up a second half like Sean Payton did in the Super Bowl and, and kick an onside kick? Or, does, or you have to, okay, we're going to try to go for it and go for it. How does that work out? Yeah, like, can you do it any time in the game? Because right. I mean, a, a, so if there's an interference call, does that mean you right. get the ball now? If that's the case, just just chuck it up all the time and you get past interference right. where the rules are. Right. I mean, you know, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, the John Maris stuff, listen, Maris is a good guy, but we've criticized him before in the past. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, the, 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 the biggest criticism is he should have fired Reese with coffee. Oh, exactly. You know, uh, that's one of the biggest ones. You know, John Mara's not imperfect. We, he, he's done things that maybe, like, what are you doing, John? You know? But how would that rule work, man? Like, would that, I don't know, man. Would that be I don't effective know. the entire game? Jerry, I really don't know because Sean Payton, I, I, who's on the rules committee, I think already has brought that up. Like, what are you talking about now? Are we going to... Do you have to do this 4th to 15 every time you say you try it onside, or could you still pull an onside surprise? And I think this was proposed originally by Greg Schiano, who also didn't want to do kickoffs anymore. Like, why, why, is why does NFL, Greg Schiano have exactly, a word? Exactly. Why is the NFL listening to this former Rutgers coach? Why is Belichick – why did Belichick even take him? Oh, he loves Rutgers. Belichick, oh, God, right? Bill. Uh, but, uh, you know, Belichick took him over there. I think one of his kids went there or something. Uh, whatever. Yeah, so I don't know. I think the rule is, buff- I think the rule is buffoonish. Let, let's let it play out exactly, you know, how they're going to do it. If he even passes, I mean, it's it's got a lot of steam, Jerry. It looks like it's going to go through. Maybe not this season, but it looks like it's going to come down in the future. I would hate it. I would absolutely hate it. It was such a mistake by the NFL. What a What a dumb thing. And now they're tinkering with, over time, does both team do both teams get a chance to get the ball now? I mean, come on, guys, just let, just make a rule, stick to it. And I I always criticize baseball, like because you have the DH in one league and and uh, pitchers bat in the other. They're almost too reluctant not to change. This is just every year they review the rules and say, okay, what can we change now? What can we screw yeah. up with this game? So it's like they have to justify this four day meeting down in Arizona this year, you know? Oh, God, <laughs> but every, you know what, Jerry? Every year they have the league meetings at this time. Yeah. And every year I cringe about what's going to come out of them. Yeah, you're right. You should cringe because it's you know? stupid. I mean, I mean, not, I mean, look, I I didn't see this coming. All of a sudden, here comes some rule change about getting rid of the onside and going for a fourth and f- making a fourth and 15 play. Yeah. Yeah. And um, by the way, I saw all this in the middle of a two day dance competition in Manahawk. And now I wasn't dancing. My daughter was. Well, you, oh, you were dancing? No, my daughter was. Oh, okay. Uh, and for those of you who've ever gone to a dance competition, I love my daughter. I love watching her dance. She's great. But it is the worst. To, it's the worst thing to go to outside of a cheerleading competition. I hope your daughter doesn't listen to this. She knows. She knows. And 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 um, I support her. I've never missed one. Um, uh, there's three more this year. I won't miss any of them. I and mean, even one of them's in uh, Philly. So that's how much I love watching. Oh, you my know, God. How, that's how supportive I am. I'm going to Philly to sit through a dance competition for two days and, and watch her dance. 
the, the good thing about it is watching her is okay, but it's like a, it's like a nine hour event each day and you can go in and out and you don't have to sit there the whole time. But then at the end they give awards to everybody and they make up stuff. So I'm sitting there on Twitter the whole time um, when it doesn't pertain to her. And that's when I saw all these rules and I actually got a lot of work done for the insider this week. So we actually print Thursday and I got a lot of the work done uh, in the lobby uh, at the, uh, the dance competition. So I made the, the best use of it that I could. Pal, so. Okay. And no, that's all I got. I just wanted to tell you that I sat there and I, is there uh, an answer to that? Or? No, 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 no. It was just two days of, of torture. And, uh, yeah, All right, well, it was your daughter's dance thing. I mean, you know, no, she you, was great. You, she was great. Outside of her, yeah, you know, you t- oh, excuse me, excuse me. Can I talk? Yeah, you, you text me all weekend saying how you're in torture at your daughter's thing. Your poor daughter. I mean, I hope are you letting her notice or she you knows. just you, she knows and she says it too. It's can you put good. a smiley face on and say, "Oh, this is great, hon"? She's great. She's great, but I don't want to watch everybody else's kid. I don't care. And then the awards oh. at the end where they they make up uh, best smile, best shoes, best song. Uh, best attitude like oh come on guys you are killing america you're killing the kids these millennial the not even generation z you're giving them all kinds of awards you're saying everybody's a winner and it is just the worst uh, that society has to offer these dance competitions so anyway makes for good uh twitter following and that's where i saw the uh the john maris stuff so um also gronk gronk retired and yeah, everyone as of now, he did. He's the best of all time. What do you got to say about that? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, Gronk's, I would say, top five of all time. I don't know if I'm going to go with best, but he's up there. You know, he's. A, I would say he's top five. He's got a lot of touchdowns for a kid that, you know, didn't even play to 30 years old, you know. So, yeah, he's one of them, Jerry. You know, he's he was a dynamic player. Injuries kind of cut, you know, a lot of stuff short with him. But you know, when he was healthy, man, he, he was really, really good. Yeah, I think you can make yeah. the argument that for a short period of time he was maybe the most dominating. But sure, yeah, I would. I I think you tweeted. I would say Gonz- Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, like like yeah. long term. Yeah. And unfortunately, I have to give the nod to a, oh, Jason Witten. Over Gronk? I don't. I mean, I don't know. He's very. He was, yeah. Now listen, they're all good. I hate to say great and this and that. There's only one guy I when I look. I've been watching. You know, we've been watching football a long time, Jerry. We've been watching a long time. There's only one guy I really like to say, yeah. "Hey, this guy's the greatest. No questions asked. I don't want to hear it." And you know who that is? You know, that's yeah. Lawrence Taylor. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Other than that, I hate to say, oh, this guy's the greatest and and this guy's, you know, even even the Eagle fans arguing me today, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I, I said, I'm still going to go with probably Tony Gonzalez if I had a gun to my head. I would go with Tony Gonzalez. Oh, what did he ever win? I mean, come on. What is that? Oh, now, now, the the, now that's big on Eagle fans now because they won yeah, the Yeah, because they won the one, you know, crap Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So now it's like, oh, what did he ever win? Yeah, I the, mean, the non-defense Super Bowl. You know, yeah, congrats. Jerry, can I say something to you, bud? Yes. Into this thing. You know, Dan Marino was one of the greatest quarterbacks I have ever seen. I'm sorry. Dan Marino was great. As you know, I know you. I know you were a little younger. You started picking up. You were young when he started playing. No, I remember. I remember. But you remember him. Yeah, you started yeah, watching football then. Yeah. You know, I, I distinctly remember the '84 Super Bowl where he lost to Montana. Right. 
I remember him when he was a rookie in 83, Jerry. Yeah. And I never seen a rookie light it up like him. Yeah. Uh, it was different back then. No rookies ever played well in the NFL, ever. Now it's different. The systems. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, he never won a Super Bowl. So are you going to say Dan Marino's not one of the greatest? I mean, so to say, like, Tony Gonzalez never won anything, so he's not one of – you know, that, that's not fair, man. You know, um, so, listen, Gronk is definitely a top five of all time. I would. That's the way I would categorize him, Jerry, as a top one of the top five of all time. You know, and I don't think he's ret- Jerry. Would it surprise you if next August he says, "You know what? I feel like playing again. I'm coming back." <laughs> would no, it, it surprise you, no, Jerry? It wouldn't at all. No, no. He's he's nuts, Gronk. You know him. He's crazy. Right now, he doesn't want to play. He thinks he's done. Wait till the summer comes. Wait till he sees his. You know, he looks at training camp highlights on TV, and he and he could be like, you know, you know what. I'll play one more year, you know? It's, it's funny what athletes are famous with kids. Like my 12-year-old, she goes, uh, oh, Gronk retired. I'm like, yeah, I know. I saw it. Oh, yeah, the Tide Pods guy. It's just funny which which ones make it. Like, yeah. Tom Brady, really, the, the younger kids, a lot of them don't care about it. And, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's just it, it's a funny dynamic. Um, like I said, even going back to the Odell trade, when he was traded, it, it just seemed very generational. Under 40 was pissed. Over 40 was like, ah, I can deal with it. But anyway, Um was going to get back to uh, the NFL draft, and I know we'll beat this to death until mm. it happens. But um, in the later rounds, right? Do you see the Giants? Jerry, can I quickly ask you something? Yeah, 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 go ahead. If Greedy Williams is there at seventeen, do you take him? Uh, he was there for me, and I didn't. Oh, you still want the tackle? <laughs> in, okay, in, fair in, enough. In make believe draft land uh, <laughs> in, during the dance competition, no, he he wasn't. He was there. And I didn't take him. And I thought I would. I even said to somebody, I think my mock draft is going to be Haskins and Greedy Williams. And I mm-hmm. went completely different. I went linebacker. And I said, for the first time in 35 years, we draft a linebacker. And then I went Cody Ford, uh, okay. offensive tackle. But yeah, I, well, I like Greedy listen, Williams. Yeah. Yeah, you got to you, you got to ask your, your your wife's cousin there, Zach, about the kid that come the cornerback that's coming out too. He's 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 expected to go in the second round. The corner I forget his name. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Check short name. No, it's like a it's, short uh, last name. Yes, or something. I'm sorry, oh, I'm bearing names. I'm drawing no, no, a blank. No, 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 I have it. I have it because I have him going to Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, Rocky okay. Sin. Rocky Sin. Yes. Yes. You know, he's supposed to go in the second round, maybe late first, that kid, you know? So yeah. I'm interested to see how your wife's cousin um, feels about him, you know, because uh, you have some inside info there, you know? So thinks he's very good. Um, I was oh, you asked him already. Okay. I'm sorry. Last night he said, I, I, he said the Raiders were talking to him. And mm-hmm. I actually texted him. I said, ha, huh, Zach, I have him going to the Steelers at 20. And mm. he, didn't, he didn't respond. That was his way of saying you're a buffoon. Um, uh, you don't know that. Yeah, maybe he just got <laughs> caught up, you know. <laughs> he left the conversation know. like you do. Like I did? Okay, okay. Like I do? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so listen, you don't know, Jerry. Let's play. You know how it is every year. It's, it's amazing the way the draft plays out, man. But with, uh, you know, with, with two picks in the fourth, three in the fifth, and really $10 million plus to spend, you see them, uh, you see them moving those picks? You see them... Uh, Trading for this year or next year, Gettleman? Um, I, I, I yeah, I, I do. I, I don't see him picking twelve guys, Jerry. You know, right, I think right. he'll package something together. Um, I don't think they're going to move up though from six, right? I don't, I don't think they're going to move up. No, I don't either. I think they're going to yeah. stay there and say, "No, let them fall. Let the person, let the player yeah, fall." Yeah, there's a lot I, of guys we like. I'm not convinced, Jerry, that they're 100 percent sold on Haskins. You know, I really not. So. Um, 
It, it'll be interesting, but you know, it'll, it'll be really interesting, man. But I'm glad they have a third round pick back, you know, because this team has a lot of holes, man. And not to have a pretty high pick, you know, third round still pretty decent. Um, would not be good. So I'm glad they have that second and third round pick, you know. And also, I was thinking, everyone's saying, or it was suggested that they're going to take a quarterback with that number 17 pick. You have to remember, I, I think that pick's going to be a little symbolic because that was the that was one of the picks for for Odell. Like that's one you got to get right. That's I would think that's one that you got to get a guy that's going to be there 10 years. And I just think taking like a Daniel Jones is such taking like a it's such a flyer on somebody. Like oh I I think he's I think he can be good. I think we can coach him up. Mm-hmm. Like. That's almost like taking Loletta in the fourth round to me. Like taking Daniel Jones. I wonder if Daniel Jones was in last year's draft where he would have gone, right? With the with all yeah. the quarterbacks. Oh, forget it. Right? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I think it would have been like a, a third round pick. I, yeah. I, I think it would, he would have been after Lamar Jackson. Maybe oh, after, yeah. after, no after Mason Rudolph. He would have been maybe. after Lamar Jackson. Yep. No question. Maybe after yep. Rudolph as well. So I just think taking a guy like that at 17, it's like, wait a minute. This was the Odell trade. You got to make this one count. Even if you're going to mm-hmm. use it to move up. You have to make it count. So I just yeah, it's a first round pick, man. I just think a tackle uh, makes total sense there. Or even like a, like you said, maybe a greedy Williams. I don't care. But it's got to be like a, a bona fide stud starter. It, it, Jerry, seventeenth overall. It better be, man. But this out is of, what builds. Go ahead. I was gonna say out of the twelve picks, I had them trading up once. Again, this is buffoon world, and I have uh, seven defensive players and four offensive, and the offensive were tackle. I have a running back very late, just taking a flyer on somebody. Uh, wide receiver, uh, again, later. And When do you have the wide receiver? Late? Sixth round, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? See, I could see them taking the receiver. They, you know, like a kid that could stretch the field, but even in the fourth, I could even see the third, I'm telling you. And the other, the other offensive player is hmm. Josh Rosen. Oh, you see them trading for Rosen? I have him. Oh, so what do you see them giving up the three or four or something? Three. Okay. I All think right. I think the price plummets when they take Murray at one. Oh yeah, Jerry. There's no way in the world they're not they're getting a two for him, man. I, I think they could have done it now if they wanted to. I think if if the Giants or any other team wanted it now, I think they could have done it. Well, well, because uh, I mean, because I think that's what the Cardinals are asking for. Well, that's right now. That's what they would be asking. Whether or not they got that is another story. But uh, then you know, obviously draft night. They're going to have to settle for three or four. And I, the only reason I say they're going to do it is because I just don't think they're going to go into next year without somebody. And mm-hmm. if Rosen, if Rosen comes here and they don't like him, they can always go quarterback again next year with the, with the big three mm-hmm. coming out. So yeah, old Rosen could come here and he looks great. Yeah, you right. Then you win, and it's a winner. <laughs> the kid's got talent, man. You know, so right. He could come here and be the future. You know. Or Eli Manning so, could play another five years, right? It, it, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. No, no, this is uh, – listen, I, I told you – I've been telling you since last fall, Eli's coming back. I think I'm going to pretty much – it's early in the ball game, but I'm going to kind of predict that this will be Eli's last season. Yeah, I think so too. That's why I think there will be someone brought in. And I'm not saying it's not Haskins, but according yeah. to my buffoon world fake draft, I don't yeah. have it. I have Rosen coming over for some draft pick. I, I chose the third yeah. and I made it symbolic by that was the other Odell pick. Hey, quickly, other Jerry Odell trade. Yeah. But quickly. Yes. I saw something else on Twitter. Pretty interesting too. I forgot who put it out there, but um, who was the biggest giants draft bust? Ooh, that's a great one to discuss. Right. Um, Someone said, what did they, 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 uh, they said, um, Eric flowers. Yeah. I saw Eric flowers. I'm not going to go with Eric flowers as the biggest giant. Draft no, bust. Cause he played. 
he played a lot. I mean, I, no, he wasn't good. He stunk. But usually, like, you know, when you like uh, Cedric Jones is more of a bust. Oh, I, I threw Derek Brown. A Derek Brown. Uh, I, I could even go back as far as Rocky Thompson. Right, right. <laughs> um, that my, I, I can still hear my late dad cursing about it. Yeah, my <laughs> father too. Him. Who the hell is Rocky Thompson? Yeah, yeah. That, it, that's exactly the way it went down, too. It was like, who the hell is Rocky Thompson? And, it, you know, um, so I know Eric Flowers was – he was drafted high, and it was a ridiculous draft pick by Reese. Yeah. And he turned out to be not a good player at all. But he did play here, what, four years, right? I mean um, – 16, 17, 18, three years. No, he was drafted at 15, wasn't he? You're right, 15. Yeah. Look yeah. at you. Nice, Chris. Yeah, so I'm the rain man, you know. Yes. So uh, – Yeah, a- so- Apple was – the other bust, Apple was 16. My bad. Yeah, even Apple, like he's starting for the Saints, and uh, yeah. So yeah, they didn't play well for us. But you got to remember when you say bust, that's somebody who never made it in the league at all. Here's you one. know, I got the biggest bust of all time. Yeah, I got it, and I'm not looking it up. I should have mentioned it on Twitter. Joe Don Looney, first round pick, 1964. Oh, he I don't remember. Didn't but. even make it out of training camp. He was out of here. He bounced around. Well, he there you go. To the Saints, to the Redskins, to the Colts, they thought right. he was nuts, and they thought Shula once said, "I'd put him in to punt, but I don't know. Or I'd put him in, but I might run the wrong way on purpose." Guy was insane. So and he he, he was it. the Giants' number one pick, Jerry, in '64. And he told what, what overall? Do you have it in front of you? Uh, no, I don't. I think it was okay. in, I, they, in '63. They made it to the championship game, so it had to be a later. Oh, it was a late. Okay. Yeah. But uh, so what? Still, still, he didn't make it out of camp as a number one pick. So there you go. So Joe Don throw Looney. that on Twitter, Jerry. When we get off, uh, finish the podcast. Joe Don Looney. Yes. <laughs> Sounds and, like somebody playing for Rascal Flats. Go ahead. And he he was the kind of guy that, and, and I read up on him because he's fascinating. Um, they came to check. They would do a curfew check, and I think they they came to check on Tittle, and he basically was like, "Why, hey, like you're a grown man. Why do they check?" Um, why did they check to see what time you're in bed? And he, why he had like no answer for him. And then they wanted him to tape his socks and he said, or tape his ankles. He goes, I know how my ankles feel without you. He was uncoachable, ridiculous talent. Look him up guys. It's a fascinating story. There's a book about him. And I I think he actually passed away in 1988 in a, a, like a single motorcycle accident. Like the guy was, the guy was crazy, but I I I would say, yeah, I would say he was (laughs) the all time worst Giants draft pick. There you go. The guy didn't even make it out of camp. That has to be. I don't know if we ha- never had another. Uh, if we ever had another number one, it didn't make it out of camp. I'm trying to think. Derek Brown was close. He was there for a couple of years. He stunk. No, nah, he was there a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. terrible. Um, somebody said Jared Bunch. I didn't like that one because I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, he yeah, chose Jared yeah. Bunch chose not to play because he didn't want to get addicted to painkillers. He didn't want to take the painkillers. Yeah. No, I I can't say he's. Yeah. No, he was yeah. pretty good. He wasn't bad when he played. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't that bad. I mean, you could say Dave Brown. He was a supplemental pick, and we lost the first rounder in 93. Yeah, but he played a little bit too. But, yeah, he's close. He'll be up there, you know. Thomas <laughs> he's Lewis. A, he's up, Thomas Lewis. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and a lot of these guys were drafted by George Young. Think about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't pan out. But, you know, as far as the biggest bust, I don't know if I'm going to go. I, I think that the guy you just said has to be one of them, man. Yeah, he has to be top. Has Jam- to be top. Jamal well, Cedric father. Jones, I mean, he played a little bit, but. You know, he you know, he didn't right, he didn't do much. That that draft, I was gonna say Jamal Adams' dad, George in eighty five. Cedric Jones, I'll never forget that draft. He was the Giants were picking fifth and they wanted mm-hmm. they wanted one of four guys. 
And from then on, that's when I always look at the draft and say, where are we picking? All right, how many guys do we want? Like, we're picking sixth. I'm okay with, like, one of eight guys. So it's like, okay, guys, don't screw this up. But that draft, that was the Keyshawn, Kevin Hardy, Jonathan Ogden. Wow. And um, Simeon Rice draft. So we Oof. came up. We wanted one of those four. We came up at five. And I was like, okay, it, Terry Glenn's going to be our guy. And we took Cedric Jones, I think. Who was, do you happen to know offhand who was behind him? Who was six? I think it was, I think it was Terry Glenn. Oh, it was Terry Glenn. Six, wow. He was like okay. six or seven that year. Right, right, right. I think. Right. I have to look that up. Yeah, I'm just curious about who six and seven was. <laughs> yeah, that was, and I, I believe it was 90, Tyron Wheatley was 95. That mm. was the 96 draft. Okay. That was the, and that was Marvin Harrison was taken in that draft. That was Oof. the wide receiver draft. Eric Moulds, Amani Toomer. Uh, we got Toomer in the second round, um, but right. that was the, yeah, that was the the, the, mm. the big wide receiver draft. Uh, Eddie Kennison mm. was taken in that one. A couple of Hall of Famers out of that draft, man. Wow. Oh, yeah, dude, that was a ridiculous. Um, and we wind up with season. Cedric Jones. Yeah. We did. We did. Mm. And uh, it was fascinating. Um, right. Yeah. Hey, good stuff, man. Good yeah, stuff. That was the 96 draft. So, all right, buddy, we are 35 minutes in. It's buffoon of the week time. Yeah. You meant, I'll go first. Because okay. You sure? All right, dude. They everybody wants to hear your buffoon. So you mentioned it before. Mm. The Raiders for a while were doing the right thing. I thought they were bringing in some guys that made sense. Uh, I liked what they were doing in this offseason. I liked the trade, even the Khalil Mack trade they made last year. I thought it was smart. They brought in Mike Mayock, who uh, it's interesting to see a guy come in from who's a draft prognosticator come in and, and run the organization. Thought he was doing a great job, and then. Khalil Mack, you, you you like that trade? Because because the Raiders were so far away from being anything. I, the fact that they okay. got first multiple first round picks, uh, or another first round pick rather, I, I the Raiders they got multiple. They got multiple. Yeah, the yeah. Raiders weren't close to anything. So I was fine. I thought mm. I get why you're doing it. Kind of like the Giants with Odell. So they were doing fine, and then they signed Perfect. Now, pretty sure. Well, how about the trade for Antonio? That was, a, but that was. He's a, good a, lock, he's a good locker room guy. But at least you gave up a third and a fifth for him. Yeah, right? they like, stole. They stole him. Yeah, right. they did. But bringing in Perfect, who's fought with Antonio Brown, one. But also, yeah. when he came out, Mayock criticized that pick when it happened, and he thought, I think he said something like, "Yeah, he's not going to make it in the league long," or he made yeah. reference to him being a character issue. And then the coup de gras. I mean, did he not watch? the Giants' pass defense last year to bring in Curtis Riley? I mean, I don't want to constantly crap on Curtis Riley, but are you crazy? Like, what is he going to add? Are you making him take geometry classes so he takes better angles? Did you not see him give up against the Cowboys? So, yeah. listen, well, man. Look, they made some moves. They were okay, but yeah. perfect. And then Riley was the cherry on top. Mike Mayock, you are my buffoon. Of the week. Yeah, yeah, he's bringing a lot of these veterans. Gruden loves these veterans, right? Yeah, the Mayox, you know, he's playing along with Gruden. Okay, we'll get this veteran in. We'll bring this veteran in, and all that. Um, you figure they want to go younger over there, and they still bring in veterans. Yeah, so, um, okay, yeah, you done? Oh yeah. All right. Um, well, listen, my my buffoon of week is going to be a you know an accomplished man in the NFL, and Adam Schefter. Schefter, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Um, listen, he does a lot of good work, Adam. He gets a lot of, you know, he loves being the first story out there, breaking news and all that. But, you know, he tweeted something 
after the Odell trade saying that, oh, well, Gettleman didn't get the best offer, which was an absolute and complete falsehood. Yeah. First off, first off, if there was a better offer to Gettleman, why wouldn't he take that? Second, I've asked around to some people in the organization, and Gettleman laughed at that. Yeah. And his exact words were, why wouldn't I take a better offer? There was a better offer. Yeah. Okay? So Adam Schefter now does a lot of – you know, he's been around a while, and I understand he's like Rappaport and all that, and they get, you know, they're on, they, they got the hotline, all these players and agents and all that. But he's also the same guy who said that Condoleezza Rice was going to interview for the Browns head coaching job. <laughs> all right. So him saying that Gettleman had a better offer, turned it down, and went with the Browns offer is not true. So for that, for getting a lot of clickbaits, I'm sorry, Adam. You are the buffoon. Of the week, and and it's a good point because you do have an inside track. You you know a lot of people in the organization, and you hear that, and you just, it's aggravating to hear it, right? For I mean, so I'm not it, trying it to be funny. Almost as funny, Jerry. Yeah. As Gettleman was offered a number one for Landon at the trading deadline. Yeah, that's stupid. That was absolutely and completely ridiculous. Yeah. So this is the this is what we live in now. Adam Chef does a lot of good stuff. Don't get me wrong; he's been around a while. Yeah. But he's. Getting a little like, you know, he's, I guess he's sometimes listening to the wrong people. Instead of doing a little follow up, he's just throwing it on Twitter so he could be the number one voice on, you know, the number, the breaking story, you know? Becoming a gossip colonist. I guess Jason LaConfora and uh, Ian Rappaport are beating him to it now. I, I don't know, but, you know, these guys, they get caught up in trying to break the story, you know? Um, yeah. But as far as that one, I'm going to stick to that one. That's why he made my buffoon of the week about Gettleman actually had a better offer but didn't go with it um, is not true. And that's why he's going to be in buffoondom for the week until next Monday. So you asked me before who was number six. Terry Glenn was seven, so I was close. You know who number six was in that draft? I don't remember. Tell me. <laughs> Lawrence Phillips. Oh, my God. Oh, God. The late Lawrence Phillips. And wow. Num- 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 mm. Listen to this all-star cast. Yeah. And when you hear this, maybe Cedric Jones wasn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> number eight, Tim Biakabatuka. Oof. Number nine, Ricky Dudley. Ricky Dudley, tight end. Yeah. Now here we go. Ten, Willie Anderson. That's a good one. Willie, or the old. Well, I'm tackle. drawing a blank. Tackle. The tackle, right? Yeah. 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 He uh, was pretty good. So yeah. then you go down the list. The next, the next good pick really yeah. was right. um, Eddie George at 14. So. Anyway. Ooh, Eddie George. Okay. So yeah. So ever since then, I I've always looked at the drafts and where we are, and I try to pick at least that number of players and say, okay, I'll be fine with this guy. Because of the Cedric Jones has scarred me for mm-hmm. life. So, well, Jerry, I think if they don't go Haskins at six, I think you're going to be happy with whatever they reel in. I, I, you know, we're away from the Reese era of a pick out of nowhere, too. Yeah. Who did yeah. the most backflips? Right. <laughs> so I think we're out of that. You know, um, so you're going to be pretty happy if they don't go Haskins. I, I know you'll be happy even if they go Haskins. But I'm saying if they don't yeah. go quarterback, I think one of these kids he's going to bring in here everybody's going to be happy with it. Yeah, now, let, whether or not yeah. he pans out, that's another story, but everybody will be happy with him. Yep. All right, buddy. Great is job. It, yes. Hey, just quickly, yeah. is it me? Curious, Colleen Farrell seems to be dropping a little bit. Yeah, and I don't know why. Maybe he drops a 17. That'd be spectacular. Mm. <clears throat> so, 
Yeah, okay. But anyway. Um, uh, thir- baseball Thursday night, Chris Sale opening night. Jerry, just to remind you. Said um, no one who cares anyway. Chris. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Um, as always, great job, pal. Um, be sure to order your copy, folks, of the Giant Insider newspaper. Go to www.thegiantinsider.com or go to magster.com, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, for a digital subscription. We print Thursday night buffoonish drafts, uh, a lot of good articles. Chris does a, a, a great job with a couple of great pieces. And, um, yeah, so if you can, order. And uh, thanks for supporting us. Again, the Buffoon Crew shirts, 31 out, hilarious envelopes <laughs> all over my house. <laughs> my wife was happy that the last batch are gone. Now I have a whole new batch. So, anyway, uh, thanks, everyone, for your support. And remember, guys, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co